Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Celeb News Ride Home for Monday, February 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Kate Raft. Oh my god, what a crazy weekend. The Oscars happened, and... You know, we've got to talk about it. I know that you're probably like dying for me to talk about something else. You probably want to talk about how Kaya Gerber's brother, Presley Gerber, got the word misunderstood tattooed on his face for some reason. But no, we're going to have to unpack that tomorrow because today we're just going to talk about the Oscars. There's so, so much to get into. I mean, I'm sure you all watched it, but we need to go through it and unpack every single thing that went down. Today's topics are going to be all Oscars. We're also going to talk fashion, buzz, highlights, winners, snubs, surprises. We're going to cover the after parties. I'm going to talk about how Brad Pitt was the most popular person at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. We're going to talk about who showed up with their moms. There's just so much. So without further ado, here's what you missed today in the world of celebrity news. Oscars edition. Wow. We're going to get to the award show and we're going to get to the after parties. But first, we have to talk about the fashion. Okay, we got to kick things off talking about fashion. There were a lot of great looks this year. I think I watched so many of those dumb, slow motion, like e-news fashion camera things. I think now everything I look at is in slow motion. My my eyes broke watching so many of those stylized slow-mo videos or whatever. Anyway, as far as getting ready moments, I loved Zach Braff posting pictures of his girlfriend Florence Pugh getting ready. He had some like cute black and white shots of her like with her dress on and getting ready at I, I guess his house. I'm assuming she doesn't have her own house in LA yet because she's she's new. Anyway, I did notice in Zach Braff's Instagram story, in addition to posting pictures of his girlfriend Florence Pugh getting ready, he also posted a picture of a mirror with like a cute little post-it note reminder on it. It said, take your tickets, like as if he's trying to remind Florence Pugh to not forget her tickets to the Oscars. Anyway, it seems cute and normal, but then I looked closer at the shot and he has used three different post-it notes to post this message on a mirror. It's like the worst... most nonsensical usage of post-it notes I've ever seen. It's like he's using two post-it notes in lieu of like tape, I guess, but it just, it looks bonkers. I highly recommend you go check out the photo of it. I'm going to put it on our social media accounts so you can see. Anyway, so I guess she remembered to bring her tickets because she did show up. Florence Pugh wore a great dress. It was like green and had All these tiered layers to it. It was spaghetti strap. It had a little belt. I loved it. Other fashion that I really liked, Natalie Portman wore a Dior cape that had embroidered on it all the names of the female directors who were not nominated, which I thought was kind of a cool statement. Spike Lee wore a purple and yellow suit with the numbers 24 stitched on the front and back in honor of the late Kobe Bryant. Kristen Wiig wore this big red dress that made her kind of look like a delicious piece of lasagna, like a like a red hot piece of uncooked lasagna pasta. It was, it was great. I loved it. Janelle Monae had a good look. She wore this like metallic-y hooded dress that I really liked. 
I love when actresses like bring kind of a Met Gala fashion vibe to the red carpet. Like they go over the top. I think that's fun. Like if you're going to be famous and go to the Oscars, like why not have some fun with it? You know, like why? Why just look like hot and glamorous when you could look like hot, glamorous and absolutely crazy? Speaking of like big fashion moments, I also loved Sandra O's dress. She had this like giant fluffy glittery like dusty rose gown it was awesome and it was it just I like when a gown takes up a lot of space and Sandra Oh she took up a lot of space and to me that's fashion is it weird that my favorite look of the night might have been from the child actress Sophia Butters who played the little girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I know it's weird I don't like love that my favorite look was worn by a child star, but it's true. I don't know what that says about my fashion taste, but I thought she looked great. She had this like all pink high collar button up, but like poofy pantsuit thing. It's honestly so cute and chic. It's very age appropriate too. I liked it. It's it's like a fairy tale princess who is going to work as an accountant or something. It's a great is a great vibe. I'm into it. Another thing I kept noticing on the red carpet was that a lot of people brought their moms as dates to the Oscars, which is like that's fine, I guess. I think it's, you know, it's been done before. It's not like revolutionary for me or anything, but sure, like you can bring your mom to the Oscars like that's nice. That's nice. Your mom's probably going to have a great time if she goes to the Oscars. Anyway, Laura Dern brought her mom. Janelle Monet brought her mom. Keanu Reeves brought his mom. Charlize Theron brought her mom. Everyone was saying that Brad Pitt showed up with his mom, but I kept looking at the woman sitting next to him and I was like, there's no way that's Brad Pitt's mom. I know what Brad Pitt's mom looks like because I'm a weird celeb addict and I know what Brad Pitt's mom looks like. And Brad Pitt's mom has like this iconic old lady perm type of haircut. And the woman sitting next to Brad had like a gorgeous blonde blowout that was like very chic. Also, she was not nearly old enough to be Brad Pitt's mom. That's it was just rude that people thought she was Brad Pitt's mom. She was his manager, everybody. She was his manager. Cynthia Pet Dante is her name. She co-owns Brillstein. Whew. Don't get her confused with Brad Pitt's mom. She has a sleek blonde blowout. Brad Pitt's mom has a short curly perm. Okay. All right, that's that's all I'm going to really delve into as far as fashion, but I highly recommend you go online and just check out some of the pictures of the looks of the night. Billy Porter brings it as usual. He had this like metallic-y top thing. You know, he's great. He slays. Okay, now let's get into the highlights from the actual ceremony. It all kicked off with Janelle Monet doing a weird and very cool uh, musical performance that kind of veered into performance arty territory. She was joined by a bunch of backup dancers who were dressed kind of in homage to all of the Best Picture nominees, including bonus references to Midsommar and Dolomite Is My Name, 
Two movies that I personally thought deserved way more Oscar love, and I'm glad that they were like included in Janelle's performance. Her voice has never sounded better, by the way. She really, really, really killed this performance, did such an amazing job. She was joined on stage by Billy Porter, who also sang amazingly. He gave us a few bars from I'm Still Standing and kind of had a tribute to Elton John outfit on. At one point in her performance, she shouted out the female directors who got shut out of this year's awards. She also gave a big shout out to Black History Month. My favorite part of her whole opening number was she just like had a whole long <laughs> tangent where she just sang like la 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 a bunch of times and she like tried to get celebrities in the audience to join her and no one did. La 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 I love a failed audience participation moment. At one point, she just like goes up to Brie Larson, who's sitting in the audience, and she's like, I know you can sing. And then Brie like opens her mouth, but nothing comes out. I hope to God that Janelle Monet is like a secret fan of Brie Larson's very short lived 2009 pop star career. Shout out to the song she said. Wait, did Brie Larson write that song in 2009 about how she doesn't like doing audience participation bits? Okay, bad joke, bad joke. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry for the tangent. Okay, back to Janelle Monet's performance. It had a very jazzy vibe to it. They were like doing the Charleston. It was very 20s feeling, which is great because this is the first Oscars of the roaring 20s, I guess. The show carried on after the performance with a opening monologue from Steve Martin and Chris Rock. The jokes were like, fine. I wasn't super blown away or anything. I still think the Oscars need to have a host. It feels weird without a host. It feels discombobulated. There's nothing like tying the show together. Also, I feel like you just need a host because if it's going poorly, you need someone to get mad at. Like, come on. Someone should have stepped up to the plate and just hosted this year. Just for me, please, please, for me, please. Next year, can we just like go back to having a host? I would I would take almost anyone at this point over having no host. There were some funny bits throughout the show. Um, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph did a like funny song or or I guess an, a series of songs. It was like an acapella song mashup bit. It was very funny. Um, but Billie Eilish didn't like it very much, or at least she thought it was maybe cringy. She had this facial expression during Maya and Kristen Wiig's bit that was just like cringed out. She was not feeling it. Anyway, her face got uh, instantly viral. Everyone's talking about Billie Eilish's cringed out face. I'm going to post the picture to our social media if you want to check it out. All right, enough talking about the performances, the funny bits, Billie Eilish's face. Let's get into the winners, snubs, and surprises. Let's do it, right? That's what we all care about, right? That's what we all care about. Okay, so I'm nearing the end of my 20s. I'm turning 30 this July. And one thing that I'm starting to do that's very new for me is I'm not treating my body like a trash can. And one of my favorite ways to do that 
is by taking vitamins. I use this company that I love. They're called Ritual Rituals Essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm than good to your body. I've been taking Ritual for like a month and a half now, and I really do like love doing it. It's a nice part of my routine. I feel like I'm taking care of myself. I like that they taste kind of minty. I like the way the bottle looks. It's overall been such an amazing experience. Ritual Essential for Women is the multivitamin reimagined. From D3 to omega-3, Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. Their no-nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach, and there's a mint tab in every bottle, and it keeps things so fresh. I love the mint part. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support an awesome foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash celeb to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash celeb. God, I do not know what I would do if I didn't have therapy as a part of my life. And every time I find out that someone I know or someone I love isn't in therapy. I'm just constantly trying to urge them to do it because it's such a game changer. That's why I'm so, so thrilled that BetterHelp exists. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today so visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily here's a review for dr lester they wrote i feel completely understood by dr lester she listens and offers great feedback her questions really have helped me explore myself visit betterhelp.com celeb that's better H-E-L-P and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We've got a special offer for our Celeb News Ride Home listeners. You're going to get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash celeb. Obviously, the big winner of last night was Parasite, which I'm so happy about. I thought it was such a great movie. It's one of my personal favorite movies of the year. It's also a historical win. It's like the first South Korean film to win Best International Film. It also won Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Picture. Hello. Considering it totally swept the awards, I gotta say, it's a real tragedy that none of the cast was nominated. Like, you can't have a best picture without a phenomenal cast. So I do think that that cast of actors were completely robbed of their awards. But it was still, it's a history-making win. First Korean movie to win Best International Film. By winning Best Picture, it also was, according to The Verge, quote, the first non-English-speaking film to win the Academy's most prestigious award, end quote. All in all, big night for the Bong Hive. Director Bong Joon-ho is like my new favorite celebrity. He's amazing. I am definitely going to miss seeing him do interviews. 
he's just so funny. Like he has such a great sense of humor. He loves BTS. He's a star. I think Bong Joon-ho is a star. I stand. I fully stand. Aside from Parasite doing so much better than everyone expected, the uh, big acting categories were all pretty much as predicted. My girl Renee Zellweger won for my second favorite movie of 2019, which is Judy. I mean, Judy is so good and she was phenomenal in it and I was rooting for her to win this award, so I'm really glad she did. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for Joker which is also, I think, well-deserved, and he's been giving some sort of interesting speeches this awards season. We'll get to that in a second, but um, the other acting categories went to Laura Dern, who won for Marriage Story, which, you know, I, I love Laura Dern. I think she was really great in that scene, but I think overall, I don't know if I would have picked her performance as the best supporting of the year. I mean, I might be biased, but I gotta say, I thought my girl Florence Pugh should have gotten that award. She was so good in Little Women. Anyway, anyway, best supporting actor, of course, went to Brad Pitt, who, in my opinion, definitely had a ghostwriter write one of his speeches, right? I mean, I can't say that as a fact, but after I read that article that said that the Pod Save America guys own their own speech writing company that do, and they do award speeches, I was like, oh, they wrote this speech. Like, it felt like it was written by Tommy Vitor or John Favreau, like one of the Pod Save America guys. Guess what? Brad Pitt's speech literally started with an impeachment joke, which is like so pod save america vibes don't you think it was them i mean that's basically a byline as far as i'm concerned but here's the here's the clip that i'm that i'm talking about from brad's speech thank you this is incredible really incredible thank you to the academy for this honor of honors they told me i only have 45 seconds up here which is 45 seconds more than the senate gave john bolton this week I'm thinking maybe Quentin does a movie about it. In the end, the adults do the right thing. I gotta say, that doesn't even really feel like it's in Brad Pitt's voice. I think that this was, it was a fine acceptance speech and he definitely seemed emotional during it. But I gotta say, I really feel like it was written by someone else. After he accepted the award, he did the press conference that they, the winners always have to do. A journalist actually asked him if he was using a ghostwriter for his speeches. This is his response. Right Some now. unkind souls have suggested you've had a writer throughout the speeches this award season. Say it ain't so. Well, no, I've actually, historically, I've, I've always been really tentative about speeches. Like, they make me nervous. So this, this round, I figured if we're going to do this, I'm like, put some like some real work into it and try to get comfortable. Okay, so he's not denying it, is he? And this is the result of that. Um, no, I, I, I definitely write him. I have some funny friends. I have some very, very funny friends. All right, you've got some very, very funny friends who are helping you. Brad, quick question. Are you paying those funny friends? Because if you're paying them, then they might be your ghostwriters. Just saying. Another standout speech from last night was Joaquin Phoenix's, who, you know, he had a lot of interesting and insightful things to say about power structures and social injustice. A lot of it was about veganism. I know he's a devout vegan. He's done a lot of activism around that during this awards campaign. I know he probably made a bunch of good points, but I'm just stuck. I can't get over this one part of his speech where he talked about inseminating a cow. It's just like I have 
the Joker's voice saying inseminating a cow playing over and over again in my brain on like a loop ever since I saw this speech. Oh my God. It was just, it. he said it and I can't unhear it. It's, it's a problem. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. We feel entitled. We feel entitled. To artificially inseminate a cow. We feel entitled. inseminate a cow. To artificially inseminate a cow. The biggest surprise of last night actually wasn't even an award. It was a performance that was seemingly coming out of nowhere. Eminem, the rapper, showed up and, and did the song Lose Yourself. It all started with a, a montage. Lin-Manuel Miranda came on stage. He introduced a montage. It was about music and cinema. And the montage, it, it ended with a clip of Lose Yourself from the movie Eight Mile, which did win an Academy Award. And after that part of the montage ended, Eminem like literally popped out of the stage and performed a full live rendition of the song Lose Yourself. It felt so random. No one on Twitter like knew what was going on. It was very confusing. The song is 18 years old. It's mostly been relegated to a meme these days about Eminem's mom's spaghetti. He wasn't nominated for anything else this year or, or anything at all, I should say. So it was just odd that he was there. It wasn't like the 20th anniversary. It was the 18th anniversary, I guess. But yeah, he uh, he sang about it. He sang Lose Yourself. Eminem tweeted about it afterwards and kind of like maybe tried to explain why he was there. He wrote in a tweet saying, quote, thanks for having me at the Academy. Sorry it took me 18 years to get here. End quote. I guess he was there trying to make up for the fact that he missed his Oscar winning moment by not showing up to the Oscars when he actually won in 2003. Still doesn't really answer a lot of questions for me. I gotta say I am still perplexed. He did manage to reunite with his former enemy turned friend Elton John backstage. Elton was there, of course, because he won for best song for the movie Rocket Man. The two buddies took a picture together. It's a cute pic. I think they, they both look happy and friendly. I look at this picture and all I personally can think about is the fact that I feel like Eminem dyes his beard hair black. It just looks really unnatural. It's, you know, I mean, I'm not against dyeing your beard hair black, but I just couldn't stop thinking it when I saw the picture. Anyway, congrats on getting a great gig at the Oscars, Eminem. You surprised us all with that one. Another big not award-related surprise is during the In Memoriam segment of the show, Luke Perry got totally snubbed, was not in the montage. People were very upset about it. And back to the awards, that back to the awards, you know, that's that's why we're all there, right? The biggest snub awards-wise was probably Martin Scorsese's movie, The Irishman. It went into the award show with 10 nominations and left with literally zero. Totally shut out, which does sadly mean that Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules' fiance, Randall Emmett, who produced the film, did not get to celebrate his big win last night, which is a bummer. Maybe that's why I barely saw any photos of Lala from the Oscars. She did post an Instagram Things, saying she only stayed at the Vanity Fair party for an hour. I guess that Lala and Randall just didn't have it in them. It's a sad Oscars night for Lala, which is a sad night for me because anytime Lala is sad, I'm sad. Another snub was 1917. It was expected to win big for Best Director and Best Picture. But hey, it lost to Parasite, which I'm happy about because hey, I called it 1917. Even though I haven't seen it, 
boring, boring movie. It looks boring. I decided last minute to just not bother seeing it. And I was right to do that. My gut instinct was correct. 1917 is too boring for me and the Academy. Oh, one other big surprise that I guess I'm saving for last year. Black China went to the Oscars. She wasn't nominated for saying her famous quote. Cut the cameras. Dead Apparently she was just uh, someone's date. So there you go. Okay, I've got to hurry it up because I am running out of time in this episode, but we have to talk about the after party and everything that went down after the award ceremony ended. First of all, my favorite post-show moment was definitely that picture of Bong Joon-ho making his two Oscars kiss each other. Highlight of my entire year so far. Such a great picture. My other favorite post-Oscars coverage is definitely this page six article that just says Brad Pitt was the most popular person at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. It's so funny to think of Brad Pitt as like popular. Like he's the popular guy at the party. He's the most popular boy in Hollywood. They basically just like wrote a recap of all the celebrities who were lining up to congratulate Brad Pitt on his Oscar win. It's a fun little article. I love this moment that Page Six captured. They said, quote, All this adulation seemed rather too much for the laid-back Pitt, who amiably shook hands, nervously tucked his hair behind his ear, and took a barrage of bro-hugs in his stride. But soon after, headed for the exit, saying apologetically, I'm not really a party guy, end quote. Wow, I love this. Being popular sounds like it's really a burden on Brad Pitt. Apparently, after he tried to make a beeline for the exit, he kept like getting stopped by people who still wanted to talk to him. One of which was, I guess, the former owner of El Pollo Loco, who gave Brad Pitt a job in a commercial when he was younger. Cool, very cool. Eventually, Brad Pitt did leave and the celebrities were able to party without worrying that they might not get to talk to the most popular boy in Hollywood, Brad Pitt. The usual crowd was at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. The Kardashians and Kanye showed up. They were rubbing elbows with the nominees and other A-listers. Marilyn Manson was randomly there. Even Joaquin Phoenix showed up with his fiance Rooney Mara. He's not like a big partier, but I guess he was happy that he just won, so he came. Cynthia Erivo was hanging out with the newly single Lena Waithe. Billie Eilish was there. She was becoming best friends with Josh Gad, of all people. Gal Gadot was there. Chrissy Teigen was there. Jessica Alba was there. I mean, everybody was there. The most shocking thing, in my opinion, about this Oscars after-party situation is that Machine Gun Kelly was not photographed cozying up to anyone. Now, that's a twist, am I right? That's a real twist. Oh, here's some fun after-party gossip for you. Apparently, Kylie Jenner and her ex, Travis Scott, rode in the same car together. Can you believe it? Maybe they're getting back together. Ooh, ooh, interesting. But that's not even the juiciest part, okay? Because Kourtney Kardashian was also in that car, and she did something truly shocking. She ate carbs. That's right, you heard it from me. Kourtney Kardashian consumed gluten, everybody. She Eat gluten in the form of a package of King's Hawaiian bread. Now, if that's not celebrity gossip, I don't know what is. 
Wow, that's it for today's Oscar-themed episode. I didn't even get to mention that there were so many singing Elsas from all around the world, and I now stand uh, Danish Elsa. A lot of people are standing the Thai Elsa. Hey, tell me in uh, on our Instagram if you want. You can tell me which one of your Elsas was your new favorite. And you can't say Idina Menzel because, you know, come on. That's basic, right? All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Celeb News Ride Home uh, Oscars edition. I've been your host, Kate Raft. You can follow me at Kate Raft on my personal accounts for all platforms. Hey, and follow the show account at Celeb Ride Home. If you want, you can take a little time travel and see all of my live tweets from last night about the Oscars. They're all on at Celeb Ride Home's Twitter account. Thank you to Ride Home Media and my co-producer and engineer, Jack Allison. Go ahead and leave us those fun, happy, nice, generous reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show, and I appreciate it. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll see you tomorrow. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye.